It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. Hello and welcome to the Control Magazine podcast. I'm Kevin Scott, I'm the editor of the magazine, and I'm joined here today by Joe Tinsley, who's the outdoor editor, and over in the corner, Podcast Dave, who's doing all the technical wizardry um, and making it all sound wonderful. So, there's not been a podcast for a while, but we thought we'd get behind the mics again because we've reached a bit of a milestone in this issue, issue 25, which is on sale this week. It features a very important achievement, doesn't it, Joe? It certainly does, Kev. Um, I have just commissioned my 400th route for the magazine. 400 since in 25 issues yeah it's not bad that's quite a lot so what was the 400th route the 400th route was um in our september issue which was about areas of outstanding natural beauty and it was in scotland and it's a place called the um, apple cross peninsula and it was a uh, country drive around some of the steepest and most exciting roads in the country and because that's the important thing about our, our route section, the Great Days Out section, it's not just walks, is it? It's also rides. And... It's, it's cycle rides, it's mountain bike trails, it's road trips, it's uh, some pretty exciting um, train journeys. So, you know, 400 routes, you haven't walked all these yourself, have you? No, no. Uh, I, fortunately, I haven't. Um, I, I have actually walked 50 of them myself. I did a quick count the other day and I've so reached another 50. another milestone. Yeah, double milestone this month, actually, yeah. Well, there you go. And so how does it how does it work then? So you you come up with the ideas for the walks, you, you work out where you're going. I mean, 400, that's a lot of ideas to have to come up with. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully, I've got a team of excellent, really enthusiastic writers stationed around the country. Um, I come up with the theme and the sort of ideas that I want, and then they go out and research what they have in their local area because obviously they've got um, the local knowledge and enthusiasm for, for their area of the countryside. So... They come back with ideas and then I send them on their merry way and they start writing for us. So thinking way back to the beginning, to issue one, um, you've done 50 walks yourself. I have, I have. Can you remember what the first one was? Yes, actually. My first ever walk for the magazine was on Exmoor. Um, I went out with a ranger called Richard from uh, Simmons Bath and we uh, went deer watching. Um, and we, I mean, the deer obviously around there are quite skittish because of the hunt. Um, but we did manage to see quite a few from from far away with binoculars. <laughs> um, but it was it was a brilliant evening's walk. And so, is it a case of before you worked on Country Farm magazine, you used to walk yourself, or is it is this something that's come about? because of the magazine well obviously i've had more opportunities to get out there because of the magazine but we've i come from a big walking family um doing the sort of three peaks when i was about sort of 12 right <laughs> um and yeah my family's always taken me up to the lake district and up to the um lancashire moors so yeah it's always been something that i've been interested in and obviously um when the magazine comes through the walks look wonderful the routes look wonderful um but things can't have always gone right um you go out into the countryside things sometimes go wrong is there anything that comes to mind of any problems you've had along the way when you've been walking well i mean people obviously 
people people say a lot of the time that I have, you know, an, an amazing job, which is all very well and true when I'm off walking in summer and everyone else is stuck inside the office. But um, well, we do get jealous. Yes, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of jealousy going on there. But um, I also have to carry on walking when it's absolutely hammering it down. Um, there was one walk uh, on Bodmin Moor, which was from Jamaica in. I think we were looking at um, connections to Daphne du Maurier. And it just constantly rained the entire time. And I wasn't fully waterproofed up at the time. I you know, had a waterproof jacket, but n- nothing else that I owned was waterproof. And I just got soaked. And when you're trying to write down directions, like literally with a pen and paper and, and a camera, it becomes not only impossible, but really miserable. Um, and I have on occasion been menaced by farmyard animals. Menaced by animals? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not brilliant with with farmyard animals in general really or or dogs um and i have been there not not attacked as such but bullied by by sheep and cows and farmyard dogs on occasion yes (laughs) especially when walking out on my own it's it's something that that happens a lot yeah and so they just take a you know they look at you and go hang on a minute she's on her own They, they they sense my fear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the problem. I was attacked by um, a, a large group of lassie dogs um, in Devon. Uh-huh. That that was that was quite quite frightening, and also menaced by by a herd of cows in the forest of Boland on one of my other first walks, which was quite fun. And st- and you're still here, twenty five issues later. Yeah, yeah. No, I still go out there. I still take them on. And then, of course, there is a now famous story um, for us who work on the magazine of of an experience with animals when you went to County Fermanagh. In Northern Ireland. Oh, you had to bring that up, did you? I always have to. Um, yeah, that, that was quite an interesting one. I was researching a Discover feature, so so not part of the Great Days Out um, at all. And I I went to uh, visit a butcher um, who had free-range pigs on an island within Loch Urn. And he decided to, to send me off to this island so I could see them for myself with um, a Lithuanian guy called Elvis who um, didn't speak any English, but took us to this island in, in a small rowboat that was filling up with water. And it's one of those moments where you think, why am I actually, why am I doing this? Is this, this isn't part of my job description, but it was, it was awesome. But we, we got there and we, could, we couldn't find these pigs. And so Elvis went off in a little sort of motorised little tractor thing and, um, and me, me and my friend just walked off trying to find these pigs. And suddenly they all started running towards us because we'd been shake, shaking all the food and everything. They all started running towards us. We started to get a little scared because they started speeding up and they were really hungry. And uh, so we hopped over a fence and had to yell the famous lines, Elvis, Elvis, the pigs are coming, the pigs are coming. Which I'm sure was you never <laughs> thought you'd have to say ne- in never, your life. Never, and I hope to never say them again. But as Elvis didn't understand English, did he get the meaning of I what you were he was saying? I think he could hear the fear in our voices. So and the sheer could terror. Quite, the sheer terror. and Cross this, boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes it sound like... We send you off um, to torment you, you do, every Kath. month. Well, yeah, it, as you say, it is part of your job description. But there must be some favourite walks you've done on the road. It can't all be bad. There must be some moments that you look back on the last 25 issues and say, no, that was special. There's been some absolutely cracking walks out there. I mean, one which I always go on about is the uh, the Malvern Hills, because in quite a, a sort of flat area in, in Worcestershire, suddenly you get these Malvern Hills which rise 1,400 feet. Once you get to the top of them, you've got these panoramic views uh, from... I walked up to the Worcestershire Beacon and you can see over 13 counties, which is absolutely incredible. I, I think I could see my parents' house in, in Mid Wales from there. Well, not the house, but the, the hill that they live beneath. Um, so definitely there. I mean, I went on a walk the other day to the, um, to the north, northern side of the Gower with 
Podcast Dave, incidentally, who's over there. Um, is he a good walker, Podcast Dave? Because we know he's good at podcasts. <laughs> he is good at podcasts. He's also good at good good walker, yes. And uh, it was very helpful on the day. Um, and, um, yeah, because while most people sort of head to the South Gower, to Vasily Bay, Three Cliffs Bay, all these sort of surfing destinations, the North Gower is relatively untouched. And it was really great to get away from the crowds and walk on this empty stretch of beach um called white whiteford uh, sands and we actually found it was brilliant for beachcombing and we found there was just hundreds of jellyfish and we found a couple of petrified uh, dogfish i think they were we thought there were many sharks at first but dogfish <laughs> i think they were and it was just it was just really nice to kind of find a beach to yourself in such a populated and popular area I suppose that's one of the good things about um, planning these walks, walking them, and hopefully the readers as well, that we don't just go to the tourist traps, those sort of usual destinations, mm, but you try yeah. and find places that are a little bit off the beaten track, they're places that people won't necessarily know about straight away. Exactly, yeah. And this is why it's so great to have this team of absolutely brilliant writers out there because they really know their areas. And the majority of our routes are written exclusively for us and they haven't been published elsewhere before. So it might be a take on a an idea that lots of people have done before. It might be a, a shortened version of a national trail, for instance, or might be in an area that, that lots of people go to, but we do our own uh, take on it, which takes you away from the crowds. So, as you said, um, this issue, issue 25, the theme of Great Days Out is areas of outstanding natural beauty. We've heard about some of the walks that come up there. But what have we got to look forward to in the next few issues? Well, um, in the October issue, we're going to be looking at myths and legends, which is one of my favourite themes. And... Um, We've got some excellent walks coming up. We've got a walk to Little John's grave in Derbyshire. As in Little John, as in the Merry Man? Yes, as in the Merry Man himself. There's a grave to a famous local giant who was allegedly nine foot tall. Um, And you can actually go and see this massive, massive grave there and discover the the myths and legends surrounding him. We also have a walk to Roslyn Glen in Mid-Lothian in Scotland, which famously featured in the Da Vinci Code and um, a look into the the legends of the Knights Templar. And then one of my favourite ones is um, in County Londonderry, there's a place called Ness Wood, and one of our writers has gone out there to find a place called Shane's Leap. Now, Shane was the Northern Ireland equivalent of Robin Hood. Right. And he, he was a bit of a bit of a bounder, a bit very... He was one with the ladies, and he, he you know, stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Um, and this famous highwayman was almost caught at Shane's, what's now called Shane's Leap, he was almost caught at this um, waterfall, which he famously leapt across, broke his leg, and then still managed to evade his um, his pursuers. Excellent. So you follow following his footsteps without hopefully breaking your leg. Thanks for that, Joe. I'll look forward to those myths and legends. As we say, issue 25 is out this week. And if you want to have a sample of our walks and you never picked up the magazine, you can go along to our website at www.bbccountryfilemagazine.com, click on the Roots tag, and that'll take you through to an archive of about 100 walks when you can have a look at the route, download the OS mapping, and give it a go yourself. And as always, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you've walked any of our routes, if you have any ideas for future walks and rides, email us at outdoors at bbc countryfile.com so until next time um, enjoy the magazine and enjoy walking